G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of the Montana Project. This week, Corey and I got to sit down with good friend of ours, Phil Hill. Uh, we had a chat about his baby fitness compound as well as a lot of his business philosophy um, and had a few good laughs as well. So hope you enjoy and um, once again, as always, just jump on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on and we'd love a rate and subscribe. Cheers. we'd start with welcome to the montana project we're obviously shooting yeah we're obviously shooting from your um your place at fitness compound so yes. yeah welcome us i guess yeah yeah, yeah. welcome boys <laughs> yeah. just jumped in on a class Did you yeah like it? it was tough mm. I, was, I was actually thinking throughout i was like man he's a pt and a magician because he's making my legs float <laughs> <laughs> i was cooked after it hey and like yeah it was it was a good mix because i i didn't think um so it was four four sets of each um yeah, station. sort of yeah station yeah and yeah originally i was like oh you'll cycle through it all and then when you're like no no you stay on the same one and do it i was like oh, yeah, i'm gonna be yeah. i turned yeah, to Corey. i was like we're gonna be so fatigued yeah but yeah, yeah was blake awesome. was sweating pretty early yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i i just sweat though like i could walk up a set of stairs and you just start, start sweating. sweating yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, i've also, always had that i run hot as well though like even like middle of winter yeah. i know when we're in japan and stuff like i was cruising around in like shorts and a shirt and the boys like come on like stop yeah. stop playing around i'm like i'm generally not yeah like, yeah, I just don't get cold very easy. Yeah, I used to. I remember it when I was at school, I used to get sweat patches, and I used to have to go to the library, sit in the <laughs> aircon for twenty minutes to try and get rid of them, so no one would see it. Because the, they they had the light blue ones as well at like the formal shirts. Yeah, the formal shirt yeah. that was the go. Where and on Fridays you'd wear them. Yeah, and it, like, I reckon a lot of people do it because there's kids in there that aren't reading books and they're sitting in there just mucking around. I'm yeah, like, was, yeah, you're doing the same thing I'm doing here. Trying yeah. to get rid of these I was going to say, yeah, KPC doesn't really have the the stigma. <laughs> people going yeah, to the library, library was pretty small <laughs> what so obviously going to Cabra growing up did you grow up on the coast and that sort of thing as well? yes yeah, so i was born here been here my whole life yeah and i like i don't ever see myself leaving either i've sort of set up my my ground here now so i'm happy here i went to southport primary school yeah everything revolved around now they look back everything revolved around my parents work so they worked at the old hospital mm -hmm. um, which was right near southport primary and then Kibra wasn't far from there either. So mm. then we went to Kibra um, from there. And then I did all my high schooling at Kibra. And that's where like all my good mates have sort of come from, which is good because it was like a whole big footy school. And I wasn't a football player, never was, never will be. Um, but I got to hang around a lot of football players. So mm. the culture that I'm around now is very cool. And I like, I like that sort of setup as well. And it's very sporty. Yeah. Um, I was sporty, but not like it wasn't my be all end all. But for a lot of them, that was like, especially a lot of the kids that would come from overseas, that was their, like their goal was to make the NRL mm. and to sort of pursue a career in football somehow. So for me, it was more so just to get through school and then figure it out after the fact. It's such a massive goal, like, like top tier sports, whether it's AFL or like NRL in Australia yeah. being the two largest ones. It's like, oh, like I know growing up, I was like, yeah, I want to want to play NRL. Yeah, like that's just like the the set goal. The minute you're in sort of a sport and that sort of thing. But then we're in a country of 26 million sort of thing. Imagine being in America, like yeah, when you've got yeah, NBA, man. NFL, all yeah. that sort of stuff, and you got 330 million or yeah. something like. And they're all freaks too. Like they're all unreal at it. Yeah. Like, 
that college system over there is like ridiculous. The college is like bigger than the actual sports yeah. over there. Yeah. Like yeah, the NFL, insane. like the NFL college. Well, they get, don't they get like a hundred thousand to a, to a college game? Mm. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, bigger than any sporting event we get here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah, packed out G for yeah. like a grand final yeah. or something. And the college people don't even get paid for it. Don't they have like laws? They, I think they're starting to change that, especially change, in the yeah. basketball. I know they've started to change that. I think they're starting to pay them because they. Well, I think mm. they have to, man. Like, or they, otherwise they start coming to the NBL, like all the, like the the mellow ball and stuff mm. like that. Start mm. ditching college and going elsewhere. They're going to have to start implement something. They can also leave early and then try to like get drafted straight sort of into thing. it. Yeah, like LeBron yeah. James and stuff. They, yeah. yeah, skip college altogether. Yeah, and like depending on what you're doing it for as well. Like if you've got that much talent, like a LeBron James or something like that, then why not? But Go earn a few it, million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. you're skipping it. Like a, if you if you're good and like a basketball player, you've you've got a year there where you're not going to be able to monetize anything. Mm. Like you can't get a shoe deal, you can't get anything. Net, well, I think it might be changed now, but before, and then otherwise you could go to the NBL, make 500, 600 mm. grand or whatever it may be, then go into the NBA from there. Like, be yeah. putting money into I it. I think Jordan was the same as well. He missed out on his last... I think he played uh, in North Carolina for a little bit. I did oh, see, yeah. I seen yeah, 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 yeah. at least, yeah. yeah. So who wins the NBA? Well, I'm a big Celtics fan and today was a great oh, yeah. day for Celtics <laughs> fans. Yeah, so I'm hoping they take it out. It'll be hard, but... I'd, It'd be nice, really nice. Yeah, it's always been a sport that like I've really admired, and it's it's a cool sport. But like, it, I just can't get my head around the the season to begin with. Like, when when does it start and end? Because it feels yeah, like it, is it feels like they're always in playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they go. That's the thing, man. The series is like seven game series is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But they play every second day, so like if you get injured, you could miss six games and you're out for two weeks or something like mm. that like whereas in nrl or whatever you're missing half of like a, a game maybe two like it's insane and like they play an 81 game season or 82 game season yeah i reckon the hardest would be the travel like, oh big time just yeah getting on a plane on, on a plane constantly yeah yeah, yeah next yeah. level it's, it's pretty wild as well because like essentially to a certain degree it's like a, a beep test like you're just back and forth. Oh like yeah, for, like as in what they're doing on yeah, the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like minus, minus, like yeah, past the skill side of it. It's yeah. just back and forth. Like yeah. they must be so athletic. Yeah, that's it. And like when they're eight foot six, like <laughs> giants, like getting up and down like that, like and like their knees, the impact on that sort of stuff. Their recovery would be something that would be next level. They'd probably be stretching a little bit longer than 10 minutes as they get yeah, out of there. Yeah. You see well, like those photos and they just got ice packs. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. That yeah. Yeah. Have you heard how much LeBron spends? Yeah, it wasn't millions of dollars yeah, I think a year it's like I think it's like one or two million dollars every single year. But like essentially that his body his is product. his business. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder if it's tax de- deductible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It'd have to yeah, be. He's, just, he's just forking out money on yeah. himself. Well, uh, you think that, but like, he, I fathom how like they wouldn't just get anything they wanted for free in that sense. Like mm. if you're uh, some sort of recovery boot system and you wanted to sponsor someone, LeBron James would be the first person you need to sponsor. So you could get that for free. It'd be like, a, I guess, the massage, but they'd have all team stuff. Like mm. that's probably a price that's just thrown out there that might not actually it's be either, It's either a lot or one really expensive person. Yeah, right. Yeah, who does it all. Yeah, just yeah. travels with him. Yeah. So... When it comes to obviously expenses for yourself with work, buying your equipment and all that is 
obviously first and foremost but like what what other parts play into it because now at fitness compound you originally were at your place yeah so we were originally at the house which was um in gavin yeah and i bought that property for the idea of making it a gym um and we sort of outgrew it sort of when covid hit originally we were decking it out in the process of decking it out and then covid hit and we sort of sped that whole process up got in there as soon as we could um and i was like I was a hoarder and I was the asshole on Gumtree and Marketplace that would lowball everyone until I got what I wanted. <laughs> so I would be putting like, I'd just be putting stupid prices on things until I sort of, we've met in the middle and I got, got it for a price that I was happy with. Um, so I, and I lived on my own. So I would deck out this four bedroom house with bloody gym equipment left, right and center. Like it wasn't until I moved it all out of the house, I realized how much it like affected me. Like I didn't have access to literally half the house because of all this gym equipment <laughs> crap that I'd bought over like treadmills and every, barbells, dumbbells, benches, everything over the like the, probably the past six months. And then COVID hit, we decked out the two areas we sort of set up and then we could run one-on-ones and then they sort of changed the rules and you could have 10 people at your house. So we ran like a 10-person boot camp, 20-person boot and it sort of the way COVID worked, it sort of worked well in our, like in our favor to go, as much as I don't want to say COVID was a blessing for us, mm. it sort of worked in our favor to make, um, everyone wanted to train yeah, and they had nowhere to train. You were kind of the niche in the And market. I was, yeah, I was in the market where I could make it work to the degrees that we were allowed to. Um, and they sort of expanded when they opened up numbers and numbers and numbers, we were able to add more, add more, add more until we got to a position where we sort of outgrew it. I. I would have happily decked the whole house out as a gym and moved out <laughs> and like had, cause the location wise was unreal. It had like an indoor outdoor setting. The sunrise looked unreal. The friggin' like the moonlight was, it was just perfect, man. Mm. And like we had so much space, perfect car park, but it, yeah, it just got to a point where for fitness compound to grow, I needed to employ people and I needed to make it so it wasn't just me. Mm. And when it's at my house and they're walking past my front door, it's sort of like, it is all me. So yeah. I, yeah, we needed to eventually move. So we've moved to Molendina since then, which has been a massive blessing in disguise as well. Like um, we were able to, we've got two trainers now. We've got Bron on board as a club manager. Um, it was expensive, but I sort of did enough in the meantime to like wear the cost and make it sort of work really well. Mm. Like it's sort of, I never thought that I could have a week off and still earn like an income. Like yeah. that was never something that like without having sick leave or whatever you like you and take as an employee. On that week off, like when was the last time you actually had a legitimate <laughs> holiday? Because you, yeah, as far as any of the people I know, like you're probably one of the hardest working, like up the earliest and that sort of thing. And like, yeah, to see you getting away and really enjoying yourself is obviously good to see a mate just being happy. But yeah, yeah when, when was the last time you got a chance like that? <sighs> maybe Christmas, but it probably wouldn't have been a week off. And like to have like a week off and go away is completely different to having a week off and hanging around here. Cause if I hang around here, I'll come in and do something or I'll be thinking about work. But to go, we went to Cairns and it was like when we had day trips or we lost reception and stuff like that, like there was no other option than to sort of switch off. Mm. When I found herself like hanging by a pool or 
Beck was reading and we weren't doing too much, that's when I'd be like, oh, what can I post on socials or <laughs> how can I build this or what can I do here? Yeah. And I'd, like, I'd be sort of weaning something. Yeah. But when it was like, yeah, when we were like scuba diving or snorkeling or something, then that's when I was like, okay, I'm not even thinking about work, which was a really nice position to be in. And I'd tr it's good that I had the trust in Bron, Morgan and Jackson to be able to do that now um, because that was a hard thing to start with was like letting that leash go a little bit and being able to go, all right, Jackson, you're going to run this class and I'm not going to sit here with my ear against the wall and listen to how it goes and that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, it's been good to be able to sort of let go of that little bit, which has been nice. Well, once you can move past that as well, like if you don't bottleneck yourself to a point where you, everything has to come through you, then you really get to a point where you can expand as well. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, um, so my main source of income would come from personal training still. Um, I'm trying to get it to a point where it's the group classes. So my, not my sole focus, but one of my major focuses is trying to build up that um, membership number. Um, and if that can keep growing, then fitness compound can keep growing without me as such. Like I always want to be, the, as much as I don't want to be the face of it, I always want to be the face of it. I want to be the person that greets them on the way in, but realistically I can't be here 24 seven as much as I try to. Hmm. Um, so I think that if I can sort of get other people involved, get other people under me working for me, we can sort of help grow that number and then I can not have to do 80 PT sessions a week to afford anything, yeah? Would yeah. a goal be to franchise fitness compound? I think for at the moment, and it's sort of been, not up in the air, but I've been, I want the Mecca. Like I mm. want the one-stop shop for everything. So like we're in a nearly a 300 square uh, industrial shed at the moment. I would like to, and there's five of them, I'd like to take over all five hmm. and have three of them as a gym, have a bar bar, have a coffee shop, have like your one-stop shop for like the Molendiner hub. Like yeah. the uh, EMF one at Narang? Like, yeah, but like that, yeah. but better. Yeah. yeah better. <laughs> I, um, I remember being here, I was fortunate enough to be here on the um, opening of it with Dylan and Reese and a couple of the other boys and hearing you talk about your goals openly in front of everyone was so inspiring. It was like, it was like that scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And like, and it, like you're Jordan Belford up there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just, man, I was like, this is sick. And like, yeah, it, to see that sort of stuff and hear you like, um, yeah, expressing your goals out loud to everyone's like cool because it, it portrays the confidence that you have in your, obviously your own ability and to do that. But you kind of, you have to really get it out there to, to make oh, it happen. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And like, if you're, if you're keeping them secret, no one's going to know about them. No one's going to hold you accountable to them. Mm. So... If I'm letting everyone know I want to build the biggest and best gym slash hub on the coast, then people will keep me accountable to that. And like, I don't see, I'm not afraid to sort of like open up about that as well. Mm. And that's why I work as much as I do and as hard as I do. And like, not that it's my only focus, but it takes up a lot of my time. Mm. Um, and I think it helps that I really enjoy it. And if I didn't, then it'd be, it'd be a slog, yeah? Yep. But now I'm trying to like, as I've grown, trying to figure out other ways of like sort of bringing not just income, but other passions of mine as well and trying to bring them all under one umbrella. That, that accountability as well that you're talking about, kind of, yeah, it's cool to hear because it's part of the reason that we started this podcast is that like to keep us accountable, to keep growing, keep learning new stuff. And obviously talking to you as a friend, there must be some things that we already know, but then like, um, other parts that you start researching people like you start trying to find out more about them then 
it puts you on like a tangent and then you, you like like one of our previous episodes more learning about parliament and all that yeah 100 percent. it's not yeah. it's not something that's um standard practice yeah, for 24 year olds yeah 100 <laughs> yeah, percent. yeah but it, it's awesome so you were saying not all your streams of income are coming from fitness compound um uh, well we've got so we've got a trailer hire company as well um with ben one of my mates and i mm-hmm. and that was something that we sort of both just threw 10 grand together uh, so 20 grand total, we bought a couple of trailers, some tools as well. Um, and the idea is to sort of like help out local builders and like people that like landscapers, etc., with um, any sort of trailer needs. They, and we wanted to make it something that, cause he runs a, he buys and sells cars, goes to auctions, etc. So um, for us, it wanted to be something that didn't have to take up too much of our time. Um, so we'd spend many a late nights, I'd leave, <laughs> I live here at eight o'clock, go to his house. Luckily, the other lives around the corner. And I'd be falling asleep with like one hand underneath my chin at like 9.30, just going, are we done yet? Like just trying to figure <laughs> out like website stuff. And like a bit like Blake is in this buddy duo here. He would do a lot of the work. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, don't, don't tell that. Yeah. Don't tell him that. <laughs> He'd do a lot of the work and I'd just sort of be there as the, the backup man, um, which we've sort of now like the, it worked out well having the gym in Molendina. Now we store the... Um, the trailers at my house i've got the space there now um same with the tools so um we have that we haven't put enough effort behind it for it to be running as smooth as we like but we've got um we've got the website up and running it's there to make money if we put enough effort towards it um and then i've got yeah obviously personal training and the group classes here and then we also like we rent out a few different things etc like that are you interested in like the business side of i love it man i love i love building stuff so like in regards to businesses like i like the idea of this is put this and this together and then you can sort of figure out a way to market it and then make it work Mm -hmm. um it really intrigues me and that's like i was reading my little pep talk thing it said um how i can make money without like sort of without being the face of something like that and i think that's the end goal as well is to sort of have something that can sort of fund passions um and like fitness is a massive passion of mine so this is helping and then like whether it is eventually franchising or having something that um i don't have to be at 24 7 so i can go do other little things like um tough mutters and stuff like that Mm. that would be something that really intrigues me like having my own sort of setup for something like that would be Mm. unreal yeah so um i like I like the idea of building businesses, yeah. Mm. The challenging aspect of it is obviously there. Um, prior to doing all this, I know you were doing your comps, like your physique comps and that. Yeah. Is, is that a similar mindset of like having the – is it because it's not many people do it? Is that what – like they all sort of tie in together or – For me, it was being in the fitness industry and at the time they were probably like a lot of people around me were competing or in that sort of scene. Yeah. Um, and it was, it sort of fell at the right time. Like I, I was busy for work. I was just working at a commercial gym at the time. I was busy for work, but I, well, I thought that's the funny thing. Eh? Like when I was doing 50 sessions a week, I thought, oh God, I can't do any more than 50. Like 50 is a lot. Then mm-hmm. I do 60. Like, oh shit, there's no way I'm doing more than 60, 70, 80. Like it got to that. And then at that time I was probably doing about 50 to 60 sessions a week. And I'm like, I'm busy, but I feel like I can, like I can put something else on, um, on my plate anyway. So for me, it was, it was a challenge that I wanted to sort of 
wanted to test myself and to see where how lean I could get, how how much knowledge I could learn off a coach as well. Like it was the first time I like employed a coach for training for someone to train me, which was an unreal experience. I learned so much from a guy named Zach who lives down south now, but he was unreal for me. He sort of taught me a lot of the things that I that I sort of teach today, which has been unreal. And it was yeah, it was it was hard. It was six months of six months of like bulking, mm-hmm. like a, a structured bulking, and then six months of dieting, which um, to be honest, I'll probably never do it again. Like my, <laughs> I'm probably not in the right. I've got too much else going on at the yeah. moment to do it. Yeah. But um, it was definitely an experience that I, re- I really enjoyed. And what I got out of it, like discipline was probably the main thing that sort of stuck out to me was like being told, like we flexible dieted the whole way through, but being told you could only eat X amount and you had to train this way for 12 months was, yeah, it was next level. So, um, Something I, yeah, and then I got some pretty sick photos out of it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I just promoted the hell out of them yeah. and got some more clients. got to 70 well, sessions straight being, up. So. Being in that industry, it's like, yeah, I, I don't really have an analogy right now, but to see a coach that is jacked, yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, he must know what he's doing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what sort of, you know you those <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. So for me now, I feel like a sloth after the week on holidays, but... At that time, I, I reckon it was hard to keep a shirt on. It was middle yeah. of the winter and I was, like, <laughs> I was rolling around. Yeah. You're proud of it. Like that's, yeah, and it's and that's one thing I didn't realise like, I would be that proud of it. Yeah. Like, at, like uh, I don't, it's hard to explain. You don't realise how much hard work goes into it yeah. and how much you want to show it off. Like, mm. We, I was wearing like little short shorts, tight short shorts, <laughs> and I haven't got much going on down there. <laughs> So I'm wearing these short shorts and we did this comp in like the Brisbane Exhibition Centre, massive expo on and I'm there and I'm rolling around this expo and these shorts and not giving a fuck about any, yeah. like not worrying about someone looking at my dick or how lean I am or whatnot. Like you just sort of, you're in a zone, you got your fake tan on, you feel a million bucks and you're just rolling with it. Like it's unreal. So with the preparation, is it essentially just like a calorie deficit leading up to in those last six weeks just kind well, of it was six like six months of so we like sort of built my calories up to like four thousand and for any like before that they'll probably only at like two eight like two yeah. two thousand just as a comparison for someone that's not aware of it what a lot you? of food <laughs> <laughs> like i was eating probably six meals a day um and they're fairly high dense meals um and then from there we ended up getting down to i think i got down to like maybe 2100 which is and because I got up so high, I was able to still be on 2,100, whereas some people get down to, like you're looking at 1,200, like for a male, 1,200 calories and doing cardio every single day. We, our goal was to not have to do much cardio. Hmm. And like, not that I won or anything like that, but I got fairly lean um, on not having, like we, I think we did three like roller sessions in the whole comp prep. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, total. So. Yep. Um, that was a blessing in disguise. What, what percentage did you get down to? Well, that's the thing. So I did when I did that uh, expo comp. They had me. They had like a uh, a delta one or a dexa. One, I don't know. One where you just held. It, it wasn't an in body, but it was one like that. Yeah. Uh, and that came back at like five point five or something wow. like that. Yeah. Um, Is that lowest you've been? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I wouldn't like. And I don't recommend it. Like it's not <laughs> fun, man. I actually think that long term it screwed me over with like how I can handle um, the cold weather now. Like I used to be similar to you, like I could walk around in like boardies and a singlet yeah. all year round. Yeah. Now, like 
I get cold real easy. Mm. And it wasn't until I did that comp prep that that sort of came on. And I don't know if there's a long-term effect from I got, that. I got a theory for that as well, but <laughs> we, we can it. touch on that. You're, you're on a roll. Yeah, so I think that like, I, yeah, I think that, and I used to have this, I've still got it, this frozen berry meal that I, I it's like frozen berries, protein powder, a bit of peanut butter and some cereal and then mix it with water. Anyways, it's like, a, it's like my version of a acai bowl, right? <laughs> and I would turn the heater on this is when I'm like dick skin lean. I would turn the heater on, sit in front of the heater, be eating this bloody frozen berry meal, sitting there shivering in like four layers of clothes. But, and I just, I loved the meal so much that I couldn't take it out of my diet uh, through the whole prep. And then I still sort of, I probably have it every second day still, like yeah. something I'd hold on to. On oh, my theory, yeah, my theory. So my theory is in relation to the amount of sleep you're getting. And yeah. this is also a bit of, <laughs> a bit of bro science. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm all for bro so, science. So uh, there's a book called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he highly recommended it. This is probably a recommendation for us. <laughs> I've actually just started this. Have you? Yeah, oh, on perfect, audio book. Perfect. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Did, did, you wanna, did you want to do the summary then? I just started. <laughs> <laughs> First page, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, no, essentially, sleep is like the homeostasis of everything your nervous system everything it just brings you back to level yeah and if you're not getting enough sleep i reckon that your um your nervous system and your nerves are running at a like a, a higher i guess frequency yeah and that's why you're getting cold quicker because they're not getting a chance to actually settle down that's my guess much. yeah no i like it I like but it. i'm not a doctor <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is not advice yeah no i i think I definitely, rec- I would not recommend having. Because like, what, what do you actually, what do you actually sleep? I'd probably, night? on a good night, five and a half hours. Wow. Do yeah. you need like coffee and stuff to yeah, get yeah, yourself going? Yeah. yeah. Well, I never used to. Hey, I never until I started PTing and like when when I wasn't busy to to start with, like you're trying to chase clients. Everyone be like, oh, you want to go for a coffee? Like the club manager yeah. or the other PTs. I'm like, yeah, I'll come, but I never really got coffee. And then one time, I'm like, oh, I'll just grab a coffee. And then, just like, that's, yeah, you know, you trap that, <laughs> hey? And then from there, it's just a downhill spiral. So now I have, it works out really well. Beck comes here at 5 a.m. She'll do the 5 a.m. class, and then she'll run around the corner here to the little joint that we go to, and she'll grab us a coffee, bring it back. I'll have that. I'll have pre-workout before I train, and then I'll generally have, like, a sugar-free monster or something <laughs> in the afternoon. So that's my caffeine tip <laughs> for the day. I've noticed that because... I never really drank coffee either. And then when I started working behind a computer, I was just looking at a computer like all day. I noticed I'd get to like afternoon. Yeah. And just your eyes just want to shut. Want to shut. Yeah. 100%. So I'm having like coffees like two in the other. Yeah, right. So just Does to, it keep you up? Yeah. Like at I'm night? good for the morning just because yeah. I can get the first bit out, but then go to lunch and stuff, come back, keep looking. And I'm just the, like. The tricky thing with it is that caffeine doesn't give you more energy it just blocks your um mel- uh, melatonin i can't remember what the what it is but it essentially blocks what makes you feel sleepy so in that time that it's blocking it it's still building up yeah so then one, that's why you get that caffeine yeah crash. Hit, yeah. yeah yeah so that's when you top up with another coffee. yeah no, yeah you go again simple isn't it <laughs> no yeah. i i found yeah i don't know i think because i was kind of aware of it because like I've, I've known people that got quite addictive personalities when it came to that i was like all right like limit it to one in the day yeah but then yeah it's so like once you've had one and you know sort of the buzz that you get from it like i was saying earlier like 
I have it when I'm driving to work and like my brain's just firing like I'm ringing yeah. people. I'm, yeah, I'm you're just, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so why don't I, you want to be on a few more times in the yeah, day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's like it because it's limited to one a day, it sort of makes it more special. Oh, big time. And like I get really yeah. excited for it as well as the fact that I genuinely enjoy the taste of it. I know it sounds stupid, yeah. but like to non-coffee drinkers, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, but yeah. It's the same as a beer when you're, when you're growing up. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. I love it, yeah. 16-year-old drinking. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> it's like most people don't even like the taste of coffee. No, yeah. It's and just, just They do it for the addiction of the caffeine. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And like I think for me, it's something that like – I know how much it helps me. And like, I know how much I have to do after having that. Like if I've got a short day, I probably won't have that monster in the afternoon because it's probably not necessary for me. Mm. But if I know I'm here till 8, 8.30 at night, I like, here's me like sort of explaining why I have to have it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be the one that's falling asleep at my 7.45 client, like the the coach has fallen asleep at my 745 client because I didn't have that caffeine. Yeah. I put myself in that position. Don't get me wrong. That's not anyone else's fault by myself. But I sort of see I, I want to be on for my clients and caffeine helps that, which I've sort of like I got to a bad position where and I'm sort of in it now where I can't train unless I've had pre-workout. Are, like you, that, are you that mm. madman that dry scoops it? I do, I do because it's time. Like I, I save time doing it. Like, and I'm all about saving time. Well, like a minute efficiency. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like, mate, I'm all about efficiency. I've got a big day, you know. So I remember my mum because she well, she just retired, but she worked at the uh, new hospital, which is just across the road from my where I used to work at Sat Fitness. And I dropped her at work one day randomly, and then I was meant to go train after it. And I've checked my bag. Got to the gym, checked my bag, and there's no pre-workout in it. Oh, so I've no. literally driven home. <laughs> Got the pre-workout, taking the pre-workout, then going back to the gym. I was at that. Like, it got to, like, a poor situation to be in. Yeah. Do you find you have a better workout, though? Like, oh, like, you, probably not. I wouldn't know otherwise yeah. at the moment. Like, um, I, think, I think it's a placebo effect at the moment for me. Like, I need – you could give me something that's not even pre-workout and I'll have it thinking it's pre-workout mm. and probably do have the exact same workout. Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to start trying. Now you've do you do you think do you think there's like a there's a strength though to being able to train without it so that like on those days that you did forget it or whatever, oh, I guess you did drive home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree. like I think mental strength like is probably the, my worst issue at the moment with that sort of stuff. Like yep. if I if my all my ducks aren't in a row, then like I'm screwed. So I need to like make sure that my ducks are. Because you a row. are a very meticulous planner. Like I know even prior to this, when you were flying home from Cairns, you're like, "We're still on for Monday." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, I make sure shit's happening. Yeah. yeah, I've got. I use an app called Setmore, which is like schedules everything for me. Yep. Um, and I yeah, like 45 minute slots throughout the whole week are sort of organised. And I've only started using it for it was all work related to start with, but now it's sort of everything I needed like this or like if I needed the dentist or anything else that's on I'll put it in there and then make sure I've got like 15 minutes to drive there 45 minutes there and like Mm. if I'm running late like that's probably where something that I sort of need to work on is like the stress levels when things aren't going to plan yeah like yeah yeah adapting to that like it was good being on holidays because we had no like real set structure like we might have booked a dinner for 7 30 and it might be 7.15. I'm like, all right, we've well, got to go. Like, let's <laughs> go. Um, but apart from that, like, it was good to 
like just sort of be free from the, the like because there is a lot of structure in my life mm, mm. so it's like good to do something different in that sense of being like oh i can be there whenever i need to be there we don't have to rush here or we don't need to do this and like i said like my time management like i'll if i can save time i will like i've bought this bloody little runaround car <laughs> and because it's slow i hardly drive it because i've saved seven minutes going to and from work by driving my normal car so whereas i bought this thing to bloody promote it and not, it's not promoting anything sitting at home what's so. the top speed on it it's it hits <laughs> 80 and it starts beeping at you like <laughs> it's going to explode but um and that's downhill too like it's so probably if i if i get to 85 i'm like wheels are wobbling <laughs> and things are going wrong yeah I, I still love that though like seeing it and like your drive to just constantly being trying to promote something or like trying to be more efficient or better something it's really yeah. it's it's honestly inspiring because like with this podcast or anything outside of that like you see someone doing well i think i heard it recently and someone's like if you are happy when others are successful you have more opportunities to be happy Big time. and like it, it was yeah seeing that and like getting around your mates and stuff has been a massive sort of um proponent of what we're trying to do and like yeah seeing that and like I was like, man, what, what's his plan? Because I thought you might be doing like a mobile gym, gym set up or yeah. something as well. And then like, no, no, it's just promo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's literally all it is. Like we actually, I won like six grand on the pokies. <laughs> and that thing came up the following. We don't advise auction- gambling. Yeah, yeah. Don't promote gambling at all. <laughs> Not good for you. And then uh, that thing came up at the auction and Ben, my mate, messaged me and said, oh, look, this has come up. And I was looking for something i didn't know what i was looking for and then that came up and i found it and like for for me it's it's a bit of fun and it's something that sort of can get my name out a little bit more i want to get like a big a-frame in the back of it and park it somewhere and even like if we do do like beach boot camps and stuff like that we can take that down but yeah um yeah it it probably wasn't the smartest decision but it was a fun decision (laughs) nonetheless yeah yeah no that's sick i think seeing how driven you are with that is all um exciting to see as well but i saw the other day you posted something and i uh, what was it It was something about letting your life your assets cover your liabilities and i Mm. started to wonder like where your philosophy behind business is sort of coming from as well like did it start throughout school or no for me school was like let's just get through it and then i'll figure it out after (laughs) the fact like i didn't not that i didn't enjoy school like i had a great time hanging out with my mates but i didn't take much away from it Mm. i went to uni for a week and did primary school teaching and i realized quickly after a week that uni wasn't for me like it was sort of too structured especially from the get-go i probably have like a and it's probably come on later in life is like a little bit of like add or adhd or like i have to always be doing something like something has to be going on and if there's not much going on then i have to make something happen so um i think it was more after school i sort of got to a point where i was i was working in childcare for four years so i I, yeah ditched uni mum said you got to do something and i was like i was all about video games back then i was just (laughs) hanging out not doing too much mum's like go get a job and then i ended up getting a job in childcare around the corner from where i was living it was perfect worked there for four years and then like i wasn't really too much into fitness then either and i started sort of slowly getting into it with a mate of mine who was from school and then got into it, got into it. He was working as like a boot camp instructor for a, a small company at the time in Paradise Point. And then from there, I, he's, they're like, he's like, oh, they need another trainer. You want to jump on board? And I like, I had, 
bugger all knowledge about fitness. Like I was, he's like, here's the program for Monday. Have a look over it. Make sure you know all the exercise. I'm like YouTubing. What's a bicycle? How do you do this? <laughs> like these sort of things. Anyways, I came, came along and really enjoyed the whole group aspect. Um, it was outdoors sort of stuff. And then eventually got a job with them and sort of built up through them. Then got my, then started my own personal training, which was probably one of the bigger leaps, like going from someone paying you to run classes to you having to fish your own clients. Was and something you that, have to pay like a rental fee. And you have, yeah, mm. and you've got overhead, yeah? yeah. So it got to a point where I was like, I didn't see the boot camp as much as it helped me so much with my sort of my growth, but I didn't see it going too much further for me anyways. Um, so I took the big leap and then started doing the personal training out of snap at Parkwood. And that was a blessing in disguise. I sort of just like built up a clientele base. And like, for me, I was like a, not shy, but I was like having to cold call people and doing all those sort of like the, the cringy stuff you don't want to be doing um was something that was like new to me so i like i just sucked it up and did it and now i'm an expert at it like i can do it as, well, as much as i want to be um i can do it without having to flinch about it whereas back then i was like all right three big deep breaths you got it you got it <laughs> all i can do is say no all i can do is say no um and then that sort of sort of built up my confidence and then from snap i sort of got myself into a position where i realized the people that I was seeing and the people that were coming to the classes were coming for me, not for Snap, mm. which is like a sort of like a powerful position to be in. So then when COVID hit, it was like, although I was sort of putting in place these processes to sort of take that next step anyways, COVID sort of pushed me to that next step a lot quicker. And then it sort of all fell into place from there, which was cool. When you have, when you're setting up the exercise for like group classes, mm. what's the reasoning behind like setting it up because i went through your reviews on google today yeah yeah um, as you should yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you leave one or not hey did you leave one i didn't notice no yeah. Yeah, anyway after tonight maybe. um but i saw a few come back saying that it's never the same workouts which yeah. when I was, I was talking before how was that another group class gym previously yeah um but what i noticed there was like you'd kind of show up and it'd be really repetitive yeah okay so mm. For us, when I first, especially at Snap, I used to run group classes there. And then when we first were working out of the house, I had just, it was just a whiteboard set up. And I would, as much as I don't want to admit it, I would rub it out for the night before and then write up the next days and go, okay, for this week, they haven't done much. And like, there was bugger all planning involved. They haven't done much push-ups, so we add push-ups into it. They haven't done much of it. And then over time, you start to realize that you got to be better than that. Like mm. it can't just be something that's sort of reactive. It's got to be more proactive. So now we plan out like, well, this block is like a 10 week block. So we'll plan out a 10 week block. Then we'll lead into a six week challenge and then we'll plan out another 10 week block. And then like, so we've got, we've planned out the year and then sort of work backwards from there. Mm. Um, which was something that sort of one of my mentors has sort of helped me with a lot. Cause that sort of stuff was above my pay, pay bracket well it used to be above my pay bracket now it like relies on me so mm -hmm. that was one thing i was like when we were away on the flight home i was programming for our next six week block like i was on the computer doing that sort of stuff so that's something that can always be sort of programmed for and now like with our structured for the classes we've got like actual strength days we've got functional days we've got fitness days that sort of thing whereas before it used to be oh, today might be a bit more cardio or we'll chuck a couple of hill sprints in at the end, like whatever it may be. So 
now it's a lot more structured and a lot more planned out. And then we'll, we will do like three rep max testing. So on the beginning of the block, you'll test your, your bench press, your squat, your deadlift and your pull up. And we'll also have a couple of fitness tests in there. Might be like a 1K run or a beep test or something. And then after that six week block where we're programming for you to get stronger at those lifts, whether it's doing more of those lifts or doing accessory work or whatever it may be, um, we then retest it. And that's what you saw on the board there before when you're looking up, trying to get your name up on there. <laughs> well, um, um, with the chin-ups on there, is that the weight? Yeah, so the, that's okay. plus. So they, yeah, well, like I, short, I saw Phil and it said plus 40. I'm like, has he just done 40 reps? No, no <laughs> I, I reckon I could pull out 20 reps. We did a challenge like a few weeks ago, actually. I pulled out 20, not, but that was probably pretty ugly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's three reps with 40 kilos between your legs yeah 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 but yeah so that's sort of how we, we, we def- structure everything we're definitely out. trying that after <laughs> <laughs> yeah can we be here all night oh well, yeah get me on that board <laughs> what's the pv <laughs> it's really cool to see how like fitness compounds kind of adapted the same as like a like the am wraps and all that it's almost like you're only gonna get out what you're putting you put into in. it yeah, yeah. And, and even hearing how you're planning on the on the flight home and stuff it's like yeah you could be chilling out or taking one of your famous little kips yeah. <laughs> but like yeah i i think it's such a cool industry where you could have a gym and just let people rock up and train and kind of just manage themselves and stuff or you can be like what new challenge can we present them? Yeah. Like, how can we push these guys to be better and that sort of thing as well? So, yeah, that, yeah. it's cool. I think um, that was probably one of the biggest reasons I sort of parted ways with Snap and went and did my own thing because I wanted to be, I wanted to be the leader. Mm. I wanted to be the bus driver. Everyone jump on board. Mm. We're going in this direction. So, like, with the programming and that sort of stuff, and, like, if we do hit a pothole or something like that, I can just go around it however I want to as well. Like, being able to jump over any hurdles or crawl through anything that sort of comes our way is sort of it's made it fun and it like it's sort of like we were sort of getting stagnant there for a while and I'm like oh what can we do to sort of make it different or help other people or try and get more people in here um and one thing we found was that members who were working at the hospital or just members in general they'd be sitting in the car park for half an hour before the class started because it'd be easier for them to come here and sit here from four to four thirty, and then do the class, then go home to Cooma or wherever they may live. Um, so we opened up like DIY sessions, so you can come in. The classes on the board, everything's set up for you. You can come in and do the class between the hours of seven a.m. and nine a.m. in the morning, and two and four in the Arvo, at your own pace. Mm. So we sort of set it up that they can sort of come in, do whatever they need to do, and then they can get out of here. So it makes life a lot like I want to make it. So that fitness isn't a chore mm. Mm. and for some people it is and like we're trying to sort of make it as fun as possible like put a smile on when they get here and that sort of thing and keep people happy and tell a couple of laughs but um if they can do it at when they want to do it and the way that they want to do it too like if they see burpees on there and they don't want to do burpees i'm not going to make them do burpees. like they don't have to do yeah. burpees we can make it so they do something different something they enjoy and that's yeah. going to get them coming like them missing out on 10 burpees or whatever it may be but they come the next day because they enjoyed it yeah whole lot better than the situation of them going oh fuck i don't want to go back i did had to do 10 burpees yesterday or whatever it may be it's really apparent as well like coming from team sports growing up and then coming to your style of training it's like you almost feel like you're back in that and yeah. that's something i've really enjoyed like being here a couple of times and also trained a lot in the past when you were at snap and stuff i think that's probably when we 
sort of first touch base but yeah. yeah it's it's cool to see that everyone sort of has that team mentality like it's not i just get i do get a bit bored when i'm just like going and lifting weights by myself yeah. and that's like getting in a class and getting around each other is pretty pretty fun yeah i agree i like and i wanted to bring a lot of that it was hard when COVID was around and you sort of had to like self-isolate and you couldn't be giving out high five yeah you're throwing elbows left right <laughs> and center but um now yeah it's like obviously the rules are sort of um lessened off so you can you can give high fives you can get people riled up which is good and like especially when you have like those testing weeks that's when like everyone's getting involved like you want to come down to one of them everyone's getting around you it's like the best atmosphere man like it's something that i didn't think that i could build a place that could demonstrate that and to be able to do so is yeah it's just you sometimes you sit back and you watch it and go fuck i've built this and like to be able to do this and like just watch it is unreal mm-hmm. i've had a couple of moments where one i was at home when the gym was at home and I had to run inside to do something, inside the house to do something. And I've come out and there's just fucking people everywhere. Like for a class, there's people everywhere. They're all cracking jokes. It's just, it was just the best five. And I just sort of sat back and like sort of sank in a little bit to me. And like, this is why I do it. And then there's been multiple moments here where I've sort of like started up a class or whatever it's been. Or someone else is running a class and I've sort of just walked in and gone, this is fucking unreal. Like mm-hmm. these people are spending their like their spare time really and good money to come and hang out with us like it's the best yeah so it's good to see that you appreciate the little things like that though rather oh, than just being like oh i've built a business i'm getting paid yeah like <laughs> yeah, you actually enjoy money, see you later. Yeah, yeah you actually enjoy seeing people here and seeing them happy yeah and right. i think yeah like for me i hate i hate the fact when people aren't happy like if i could like, if you say, hey, man, I need a 10 a.m. time slot, I'll fucking put it a 10 a.m. time slot. Like, I, I'm sort of, I can do whatever I can t- to make it worthwhile for everyone. We had someone come up just before and ask about their uh, football, their son's football team wants to be sponsored. And, I, like, I'm probably in a position to do it, and I've thought about doing it with other teams and that sort of thing as well. Um, and obviously, ta- like, it works well for business tax write-off, that sort of thing, but... Um, I sort of now want to make sure that I make it work because I know that like the effect it'll have on that family and that sporting team and that sort of thing. So for me, I'm like, I, I'll do whatever it takes to make someone happy in that sense. To see how like active you are and you go, go, go. Like, do you have times where you, or like ways where you sort of switch off? Like, do you, do you tr- practice anything like mindfulness or like? I, one of my, a mentor of mine, told me to download the app calm yeah i probably use it like three times and just got sick of it like i can't sit still i think training for me is something that sort of helps me sort of not de-stress but like, like sort focus of, on yeah exactly yeah. focus on something that isn't work related but that gets a little bit tricky too when you're training where you work yeah because um, how, how do you how do you fit your own training in uh, a lot of the time i train with clients yeah so a lot of like my training is never at the moment anyways and it hasn't been for a while it's never really about me it's sort of about the client that i'm with or whatever it may be the situation that i'm in or i'll jump in a class or if a class is quiet i'll jump in on it and do it with them um so for me i'm not really prioritizing um my training as long as i can sort of tick the boxes i want to tick and like that's why it's good having these sort of like the testing and stuff like i'll work towards those like everyone else is um but yeah, I found myself like, 
I'll be playing on my laptop between sets or doing silly things like that that like I sometimes I can't switch off from it but I find earphones and the shower is like my times where I can sort of switch off like if I have my earphones in and I'm listening to something or I'm in the shower and I'm listening to something that's not, that's like my time away from mm. like reality I guess yeah I think it's really important to like I know like on Sunday I had a pretty pretty busy day and I had a fantastic day don't get me wrong but it was I got to a point and like I actually went for a walk with the dog in the Arvo and like went down to the beach and it was almost just time to just sort of reset myself I, yeah. like I had a dinner that night as well and um I, I think I can definitely um I wouldn't say get wound up but yeah if I got too much going on I really need that reset yeah um but yeah like everyone's so so different like I feel like my brain is quite active as well yeah. um but yeah trying to find those ways where you can kind of settle yourself like i really enjoy running for that reason yeah and like it sort of just gives you just focus on your breathing or just think about anything other than like what was what was pestering you beforehand yeah i think i'm i always want to be around people like whatever the situation may be like beck will organize a fancy dinner or something like that i'm like do you want to invite jake and the boys or do you want to <laughs> like bring your friend like not that i don't want to spend time with just beck and i but it's just like more the merrier for yeah. me in anything like yeah. i'm just like i just think that everything's better with more people um i don't know i don't know if that's a weird thing to do but like I think <laughs> it's I, a it's a um thin line though with when it comes to like inviting oh, relationships <laughs> yeah. or just, just inviting someone like i'm fortunate enough with amy like she's a legend like monday nights when when we usually record for the podcast we if we have someone over we all have dinner together and try to yeah. build that rapport as well um but yeah if you sometimes get caught up in oh yeah invite the boys over and she's like oh yeah come on but yeah <laughs> there's been a few few sunday afternoons when everyone's yeah. gone out the night before we and call it the soup kitchen at the our soup place kitchen. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> Everyone just strolls in. Yeah, we used to have that when we i moved out with a mate and his missus at the time and we were probably the first ones to move out and this was when we we're in the party stage so and we had like this house in like sort of right near keeper actually in southport and it used to be the, like the hoarder's house. Everyone sort of just come there before we went out, like after we went, like it was just sort of the place that everyone sort of like returned to and there'd be like shit everywhere. Like it wasn't, it wasn't kept well at all. Uh, and we had, what do we call it? Uh, some sort of dungeon or something downstairs, ping pong table, like that sort of setup. And like, we just, we would always be on the beers there. And then uh, we eventually moved out of that. And that's sort of when I started getting my life on track. <laughs> uh, that for that, whatever it was two years or whatever that was yeah that's a lot of memories were made from that that was yeah unreal time and i like the fact of having everyone around and that's sort of probably where i got it from like we had a like a tight-knit group at school and we still got that tight-knit it's hard to get them all together now like it needs to be literally a wedding or like a big occasion for us to get all together which sucks but um i think we've all got the different things going on so when it does happen it's very special now whereas before it was every weekend because someone said let's get a drink or whatever it may be yeah. yeah i guess it's good to try and we try to do it sometimes get like one night a week where it's just dinner yeah everyone gets together and goes it gets a bit hard now but yeah that's where this podcast probably we have one beer i guess that's where this podcast is kind of coming good because it gives you a bit of routine for a monday night just yeah. come together chat for an hour or so well, that's what I admire about, like, I remember seeing, it was like a, a boxing day or something, and we went down to the beach, and all you guys were down there, 
you had the wheelie bins there, you had the big setup, and there's like fucking 50 of you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, yeah. the way, and like to be able to still have that sort of group after school and all the, everything that like goes on with your lives. It's unreal to see like that tight knit group still hanging around together. And to be honest, like I'm so grateful for the fact like we um, we've got literally four of my five groomsmen live within a kilometer of me. Yeah, like, and that's and, unreal. And, hey? and who gets that chance to? This yeah. is part of the reason that we want to do the podcast. Is like yes, we get to spend time with our mates and all that sort of stuff but like why not try something so we get to spend more time together so, yeah big time yeah. yeah and if you can make it work and like it sort of brings value to other people why not mm. and i think i value the fact of like one of my closest mates now ben he lives literally around the corner and he's probably someone i see the most because of that like mm. it just works out really well in that sense and he comes here and it makes life a lot easier that we hang out a fair bit um but a lot of my closer mates live further away and like it also makes it a little bit harder to be able to see them because especially with our schedules that sort of thing and i don't like driving they don't like drive. like so it just it when you've got people that close to you and they're like close mates it like you can make the most of it as much as you can mm, yeah for sure while we're on a positive topic project positive yes what is it <laughs> goal so behind it the the idea behind it was to sort of just bring light to positivity to try and make especially on social media and like the news there's a whole like social media not so much but the news is a whole lot of negative shit like and i'm trying to well beck and i are trying to push something that's a little bit different to that and trying to bring like just a positive outlook on everything um the goal behind it is to sort of i want to build it like a community that's bigger than just the gym like a worldwide community so i'm mm -hmm. like going big big now like fuck Mullendine, i'm going worldwide <laughs> so, love it yeah um i want something that's going to sort of be like leave a smile on people's faces whether it's in australia or wherever it may be um through whether it's social media content or merchandise or water bottles or whatever it may be something that can sort of like have a a positive impact on people's day so like whether it's a quote on a t-shirt or something like that um where and i want to i want to make a community within it so like you guys are doing with this podcast trying to build a big community i want to sort of do the same thing where whether it's a facebook group or just even through the instagram page or whatever it may be um we might ask what's everyone's favorite color and then they sort of leads to something else and then okay why and then like sort of just a conversation that probably wasn't had or that wasn't thought about that sort of goes a little bit deeper every time um and allowing people to sort of open up within those conversations which is tricky to do especially on social media like if you're if you're a pretty closed person and you're on socials and you're seeing say you're a a semi-overweight female and you're seeing everyone who's in bikinis and living the dream blah 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 and then you're very self-conscious about that we sort of want to open up to people that are like that that sort of don't need to feel that way and mm. like they do but they don't really tell anyone they do and that sort of thing so i want like a, a free and open space for people to be able to communicate with you mm. um the platform that we do it on we're sort of trying to still figure out um i just sort of thought why don't we start it and then sort of see how it rolls and then figure out the like the bits and pieces mm, as we mm. go um but it's been unreal like once again it's sort of like a time management thing making enough time for it um is a little bit tricky but 
it's just it's cool to see people like all their positive comments on things and just like trying to personify positivity is like something that isn't seen every day and i sort of want it to be yeah enjoying the little things craig enjoy the little things yeah <laughs> um, we are about an hour in now so we'll finish up anyway but um we usually with all our guests have been um hitting the same two questions at the end and um the first one is do you have a favorite failure that you can recall that you've sort of benefited from i don't think it was a failure but so i had like a a nipple surgery done and i documented the hell out of it yeah like i had like <laughs> So I probably had like puffy, you'd probably say puffy nipples. And for the, like the average Joe, they probably wouldn't notice it, but I noticed it. Um, and it didn't like, as I got, like I was probably a little chubby kid. As I got leaner, I didn't really care about it too much, but they were still there. And then I had a client of mine who got the surgery done as well. And he sort of opened my eyes to it. I didn't really think it was a thing until he told me about it. But it sort of limited me especially when I was chubby, like when you do like possibles and probables at touch footy or basketball or whatever, I'd be the one that would be like hesitant to take the shirt off and yeah. that sort of thing. So I think, and now I do a lot with like children, like kids as well. And um, I'm sort of trying to like push confidence onto those kids about no matter what they look like, that they're like, that we're all equal in that sense. Yeah. Um, because I know that it wasn't pushed on me from other people, but it was sort of like from myself, I would be like always conscious of how my nipples looked or trying to take my, my shirt. I remember sitting by the pool, I had a couple of friends over, sitting by the pool, they all jumped in the pool and I like pretended to fall into the pool with my shirt on because I didn't want to take my shirt off. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck that, like that can't, like at the time it was like just what I did because I was like, I don't want to be like seen with my shirt off. And now I look back on it, I'm like, I can't fucking, like, I, I want people not to have to feel like that. Yeah. Um, and, like, if you can push positivity onto them and, like, make them feel happy within their own skin, then I think that's going to be, and, like, not that that's really a massive failure, but it was something that sort of I took note of as I got older. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I've definitely learnt from. And you can kind of see it as a spark for what you're aiming for. Oh, yeah, 100% yeah. now, yeah. yeah. And trying to make people feel better about themselves, whether it is a child or whether it is a 40-year-old adult. Like, yeah. yeah. And last question is, if you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would you have on it? Yeah, look, it would probably be, like, I've got it tattooed on my back, do your best and forget the rest, um, or something along the come down to Mollendiner's Hub. So just forget the rest. <laughs> Does um, it forget the rest on? Oh, here yeah, it is. there it is. Yeah, do, do you rest? Yeah. But we were at dinner um, last, like in Cairns, and this guy came around and he was selling us roses. And of course, I bought. Like, she guilt tripped me into buying one. I buy <laughs> one for her. And then he gave us like, and it had nothing to do with the rose, but he gave us these little um, smile badges, that, and they just had like a, a little happy face on it. And he goes. Um, and his little catchphrase was changing the world one smile at a time. And that really like just sunk in. And that's something that sort of we've just gone like, fuck that, like it's so nice to hear and see that um, that's probably what I'd chuck on a fucking billboard. Or smile, it's free, something along the lines of like trying to just like build people up, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, shameless plug for you. Where, where can they find Fitness Compound? Uh, Fitness like- Compound <laughs> is at 4 slash 28 Export Driver Mall and Diner. Uh, you can find us on socials at Fitness Compound, uh, on Facebook and 
Instagram. We do have a little TikTok. It hasn't gone very far. But we're working on it. Join so the we will club. Get the TikTok <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. um, yeah. So and then Phil Hill Fitness as well for any personal training needs. Yeah. No, that's sick. We obviously really appreciate your time and love what you're about. No, and, I'm um, so stoked to be on. Like I, as soon as I saw the boys doing, it, I was I was all for it. So I'm happy to get on. Yeah. Thank it's you. Exciting future. We're we keen to see. Yeah. Keen to see you take over this. Yeah. Take over enough, the world. Get me on number 101. I'll be on it again. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you, lads.